the Dems try to indict Donald Trump for giving hush money to a porn star, but what happened on Epstein's island was a mystery, coincidence, and Wilk AI is starting to look like a nightmare. That and much, much more in the Politically Tolerant. My name is Zachary Groper. And I'm Cooper Brown. If you like us, hit that subscribe button or give us a thumbs up. Now, Cooper, tell us that first story, what's going on. Right, so this whole week started off kind of hectic because Donald Trump on, on True Social announced that he was going to be arrested um, on Tuesday, which came and went and nothing happened. But the, the story behind that is um, this this prosecuting case against Donald Trump for um, allegedly giving hush money to a porn star, uh, Stormy Daniels, back in... Um, the the allegation is that they that uh they had sex at one of uh, Donald Trump's um his golf resorts or whatever, and uh, during the two thousand sixteen election, uh, was had to pay her money, used uh campaign finances to to pay off this, which essentially just becomes a very expensive prostitute. Um, so this has kind of become an, an indicative pattern of uh, something that we see in the media that we've seen uh, Democrats do, which is throw everything they can, including the kitchen sink at Donald Trump, just, just to hope to see if something sticks. And this is one of those cases where this is a really old story. Uh, this should technically under law not be prosecutable because so much time has been elapsed from its occurrence. Um, but of course, they're going to take whatever measure possible in order to uh, get that picture of Donald Trump in handcuffs and, and hopefully um, just destroy his image as much as possible leading up to a, the, the, the Republican primary. So I don't know, Zach, what do you think is how your opinion on, on how the story is going and, and its relevance yeah, I mean, to me, it's never really been about Trump or Jewish space lasers, as AOC would say. But to me, what's really, <laughs> it really is to me, what's indicative of, of what you see our society going to. I mean, people keep calling what they did as like banana, what something they would do in a banana republic. I mean, really, it is kind of seems like that somewhat misdemeanor case that would never see the day of light in court is considered would actually perhaps give Trump a sentence in prison? No, no. And we know we know it's, I mean, we essentially see it's Democrats trying to si silence local mm -hmm. rivals. And, but it's not really about Trump, though. It's about his fan base and that what they represent and how they're against the liberal establishment to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. That's why I really see this as, I don't really see it as, okay, we're just prosecuting Trump just because he's, you know, giving hush money porn star. It really is more reminiscent of saying, okay, if you don't like, this is a warning for you guys. If you keep, you know, talking against establishment, mm -hmm. you know, we're going to silence you. I mean, that's, that's what I see it as. I mean, I mean, what is your perspective on that? I actually, I think that's a great point because never have we seen so much emphasis put on indicting a former president. And if they can indict a former president, they definitely can indict you. So it is kind of a, a show of force, I, I could say. This whole situation is just ranks of just ridiculousness. Um, the fact that this is all done for allegedly over $130,000, which to Trump is, who is a billionaire, like who cares or whatever, 
But some really interesting information came out recently because uh, it, it looked like that uh, this was clearly going to be um, uh, Trump is going to be prosecuted. You know, this was some, this is in uh, um, uh, New York State, right? So it's not that hard to find a bunch of uh, left wing people to vote uh, guilty on Trump. So that's the the likelihood of that happening is, is always going to be very high. But um, one of the the main individuals, I guess you would say, that is in uh, is kind of driving this narrative against Donald Trump was actually his former lawyer, which is just kind of some ironic uh, humor, um, Michael Cohen, who is the individual that's who testified uh, under the jury saying that he that Trump, yes, he told me give this money to this individual as a as a way to to keep her quiet but uh, just a couple days ago a letter emerged and that was written in, in 2018 i believe i have it right here um where i want to i want to focus on the second paragraph right here where it says uh in a private transaction in 2016 before the u.s president um before the U.S. presidential election, Mr. Cohen used his own personal funds um, to facilitate a payment of three of one hundred and thirty-three thousand dollars to Miss Stephanie Clifford, so uh, Stormy Daniels. Ne neither the Trump Organization nor the Trump campaign was a part of this transaction with Miss uh, Clifford, and neither neither reimbursed Mr. Cohen for the payments directly or indirectly. So this should be the smoking gun that basically completely exonerates Donald Trump because, for one, he didn't know about it. He didn't tell anybody about it. And this guy, Michael Cohen, apparently paid with his own money uh, Stormy Daniels for I don't know what reason. Maybe they had their own thing going on. But it's this should this should completely remove this case off the table. But, you know, probably not going to happen because... Whenever you have an, an instance where you can, you're this close to getting a picture of Donald Trump in handcuffs, and uh, not even going to prison, really, paying a, a couple thousand dollar fine, basically, it's a white collar crime. Um, but you're this close to doing it, you're not gonna, you're not gonna let off that gas. So whatever, uh, whatever can be done uh, to to get that uh, photo op, I suppose. You know, I didn't even know her name was Stephanie Clifford. I always actually thought it was Stormy Daniels. I was like, well, that's, that's actually information I just found out about right mm -hmm. now with you guys. But yeah, it just seems like any kind of excuse to get Trump. I mean, mm -hmm. this really is, you know, I mean, they knew it was probably false from the, the get-go. But any time to say, okay, we could get him and, you know, silence our political competitors, that's what we're going to do. I mean, we, we see uh, people like Vivek Raswami talking about, you know, he's a presidential candidate now. Who's, he's talking about how this is not just a issue about Democrats or Republicans. This is an issue about the American Republic as a whole. And if, if we let this indictment to take place, it's going to be a failure of our democracy in the continued uh, fashion. I mean, this is what, what I see it as, is an authoritarian regime. What they would do, necessarily, like Sam Hussein, what he did to his political rivals. rivals. He said anyone who talked against him in his political party, what he did is that he ordered their execution, but what he did after the trials, he took them outside and he had people shoot him. People shoot his political rivals. I mean, it's obviously not to that extent, and but you know, we definitely see something like okay, if you don't agree with the established narrative, what's going on? Is Trump it is this one who's 
you know, going against what's going on in our current society. And if you go against that, you're going to have a real price on your head. And, right. You know, his vote as well. Um, I mean, I, I think one of the main reasons why uh, the Trump indictment didn't happen, and maybe we'll talk a little bit more now. Now, you know, they said it's in a couple weeks, but, you know, from that letter, it seems like it's going to exonerate him. But it seems like Trump's popularity with people in the protest and getting people riled up, it kind of seems like, well, if, if we continue this to happen, there'll be a lot of civil unrest. Uh, I think that's one cause for the reason why uh, there's there's not more pressure on this to take place. And as you mentioned in the letter as well, I mean, what's your thoughts on that? Well, the thing about news like this is that it both helps Republicans, but then it also helps Democrats in the same way because it helps the media because they get the picture, they get the image of Donald Trump finally getting his comeuppance, right? This is the thing that they've been waiting for. They've been coming up with any random story. Um, we had to hear about Russian collusion for four years. Uh, just anything that they could possibly find because they want to see that this guy in trouble. They want to see him get his comeuppance, um, which if he gets indicted, that's what they get, right? What the right gets, which I don't actually agree with probably a lot of the conservative opinion around this, which is now he gets elevated way because now um, we all see that he's – it's clearly that he's being unfairly treated, right? That he's being prosecuted for a, you know, a, the littlest of crimes, which basically isn't a crime that we've seen. Uh, but he's being done what – Ever unfair advantage can be done on Donald Trump to get him in trouble, basically. And so then that rallies up the right side, and then it also gives the left side kind of the thing they've been wishing for for many years. But really what it does, it just polarizes both sides, and it and it brings everyone apart and, and uh, brings everyone to their – to whichever radical center of each base, basically. I, yeah, I mean, I absolutely agree with you. Um, Trent's diamond also, I mean, I, I think you're going to mention this next article a little bit as well, but it seems like it's only giving him more popularity amongst his supporters. And we see that as a place for a crime like that. You see something like, oh, tr Trump's given that, that hope, right, for his election. And you see him already having uh, in the polls, already him up in mm -hmm. Re Republican Party as a leading candidate in the next election. But I mean, this is just going to even help him even more. I mean, to see that Oh, what, what he's saying is true. They're trying to silence his opinion. The fake news is trying to silence his opinion. And that's what we see is taking place. And yeah, like you said, them's doing that. It's not only, it's just going to polarize each other more and more into something, I mean, but horrific takes place in this country. But I mean, we'll see if that will take place. But I mean, what are your thoughts? Maybe pull up the article. Yeah, so this, this I think, this whole situation kind of gets into the broader discussion, I think, about um, the possibility, the possibility of the the Republican primaries that are coming up, and there's really just the two front runners. Even though Ron DeSantis actually hasn't even declared for the presidency yet, it's still basically Trump versus DeSantis. Um, so here's there's an article here by um, uh, by Fox News that says, "Would Trump's indictment help or hurt the former president's 2024 bid to win back the White House?" Um, and so this is the discussion that's been that's been circulating lately. Me personally, I think this actually does hurt um, does hurt his chances a little bit in in two ways. Uh, what well, I should clarify, it helps and it hurts him. 
it very much hurts him in a general election. It helps him in the primary election, which I think is the most dangerous thing is because it seems that to me that Democrats are really pushing for a Donald Trump um, Republican ticket because he seems to be the most beatable of the two candidates. I mean, I agree. Uh, I mean, we just want to bring up something uh, with the DeSantis Trump robbery. I think mm-hmm. that kind of robbery is kind of, um, are, you know, hampering the Republican chances of winning in this next election. And I think, you know, if they actually join together, if they're on the same ticket, Trump is president, DeSantis on the vice president. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you'll get mm-hmm. a whole conservative base. They'll bring everyone together. I know that's just one hypothesis I have of saying what would help the Republican Party if they were to do that, if they were to combine that. I mean, these are this. I mean, this robbery just doesn't even make a sense at the point because they want to do the same exact thing. Right. I mean, here's want. the problem with that is is I think a, a fundamental pro- concern I have is that Trump is also a one-term president, and so we're you're putting a lot of faith in the fact that um, if Don if um if uh, Donald Trump wins. And he's sharing a ticket with Ron DeSantis, maybe he's vice president or something, that uh, he will um, be effective enough to win the the 2028 presidency. Politics doesn't really work like that. You got to strike when the iron's hot. And right now, um, Ron DeSantis is is red hot. So I think his time will pass him if if he waits any longer. And I I don't think Trump is... I think we, we, we're kind of already looking at his administration with rose-covered co- glasses where, um, yes, he had some very great positive things about him, economically speaking and, and foreign policy-wise, but a lot of his administration was plagued with huge problems that were a direct cause of, of his actions, right? Dr. Fauci is a prominent political figure now because of Donald Trump. Um, he Donald Trump had a really big problem. Um, filling his cabinet up with deep state members that would just argue with him constantly. Like he does not have a great track record of winning. Um, so to, to put that gamble up against him for the, the possibility of a very bombastic individual that likes to fight the media, uh, I think is totally not worth it for someone who in my eyes, frankly fights the media in a different way just as well. Um, but is way more conservative, um, politically, and, is, and has a way better track record of success uh, and turned Florida, which was purple, into winning that state by 20 points, turning every district red, basically. And, and you know, so in, in my opinion, I, I'd like to hear your opinion on, on the two, uh, but I, I, I very much in favor of Ron DeSantis over Donald Trump. I mean, OK. I would honestly, both, either of them, I would say actually be good candidates for the next election. Mm-hmm. The thing yeah. where I think the problem about about uh, the polls, it, it seems like Trump's supporters are not really going anywhere. That's the only thing is, and that's why there's just the divisiveness in the Republican Party, right, mm-hmm. as a whole. But, I mean, this is my hypothesis. Maybe we can even help the Republicans win an election, I mean, for the next one. How about a, a Republican president and a Democrat candidate, maybe Robert Kennedy, I'm just putting it out there. I'm putting it out there nah, because crazy. the last time, the last time but we're talking about polarization. The last time there was a Republican and a Democrat together in the same ticket, I think was since Abraham Lincoln. That was the last election. And as polarized as we are right now, mm-hmm. I mean, this could really benefit America as a whole and kind of bring some continuity. I know obviously Kennedy 
has some uh, enemies on the on the right on the uh, left side as well. But he is a Kennedy. He has a prestige. And I mean, I know he's actually running for president now, but I mean, obviously, I don't think that's going to happen, especially with all the donor money going to Biden. But I do see that maybe can help him. Maybe trying to find a Democrat uh, vice president with a Republican president, maybe that could help the issue and maybe bring Republicans over uh, Joe Biden in the next election. I mean, I don't, I don't, I definitely don't see Donald Trump doing that. I don't really see DeSantis doing that either. If Trump runs, he's probably going to get like a Kerry Lake to be his, his VP. Um, but I don't. The, the problem with this whole indictment situation, I think, is that because it's putting Donald Trump in the limelight so much, it's both increasing his popularity among Republicans, um, because, again, we're, we're seeing him being so unfairly treated, but it's also putting uh, Joe Biden's polls, if you've looked those this last week, those have been increasing. And I think that's because any news coverage of the Republicans over the last year two years it's been totally fractured because the republican party has been really divided lately and so it makes us look you know weak uh uh fractured split apart like we don't know what we're, what we're really doing and in many ways we don't um but that trump base that hard trump base i don't see them i don't see desantis losing them because they are individuals that are already republicans that you'd assume right um they're that hard base. And so if DeSantis is on the top of the ticket, then they're going to vote Republican because they always vote Republican. What he needs to do is he needs to win over independent voters. And Donald Trump is not a particularly good um, candidate if you wanted to win independent voters. But DeSantis is. And we, we saw that uh, take place in in uh, 2022. But, I mean, Cooper, like you were saying, like, I mean, Trump's going to be really strong in the primary. So there's going to be a huge contest between DeSantis and Trump and that. Like, I could see, of course, I think those Republican Trump voters will vote for DeSantis if he gets into the, you know, the general election. But before that, there has to be that, well, who's who's going to, you know, win in the primaries? I mean, mm-hmm. that, that's a concern, right, at the moment. Who's going to win between Trump and DeSantis in that moment? Yeah, we know, like, we know probably DeSantis will actually be better with independent voters in the general election compared to Trump. Mm-hmm. But the question is, okay, who's going to win the primaries? How is that going to work out? Well, I mean, we have we have some say in who wins the primaries because we also want to know who can win the general election. Who's the individual that can beat Joe Biden? Donald Trump did not do particularly well when he when he faced off against Joe Biden in 2020. I think there's fresh blood. I think Donald Trump is really old. I think he's he's only two years younger than Biden. He's a little more spry than Biden, but. Uh, he's still going to be in his 80s by the time he finishes that that second term. So I think it's about time we, we move on and, and get some some little more conservative blood, which DeSantis is more conservative than Donald Trump. He is. Donald Trump was a lifelong Democrat. Um, and, and the actions of Ron DeSantis in his state of Florida has proven that he's been way more effective in in coagulating that base. And, and what I think is the most important thing is the fact that Ron DeSantis, when he got into office, he cleaned out the entire deep state of Florida, fired everybody. Donald Trump had a really big problem doing that. He constantly surrounded himself with um, with individuals that he was butting heads with, and then either fired or didn't fired, and they're still there. And um, I don't. He says that he'll do better. I mean, if he was so concerned about it when he now why didn't he do it when he was a president 
when he had the power to do so. But I mean, I, yeah, I mean, the, I think the whole thing we could take from it. I think we, right. I mean, the whole thing we could take about from this statement. I mean, I agree. This 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 debate could go on forever. I know we like it's, to talk about this. Could it's going to go on for so much longer because we still got another year, year and a half before before the election. So. Happen. But yeah, I agree, man. I just think we need some fresh blood in mm -hmm. that presidency. And we need to bring some continuity against the polarization. I mean, mm -hmm. Find some way to bring continuity between people. But you know, when we talk about the indictment, we have to really understand what this is all about. I mean, like you're saying, it is the matter of bringing polarization and that Democrats attacking, you know, conservative voters or mm -hmm. Trump voters, essentially. And that's what I see this whole thing as. But I mean, I, I think it's a good time to bring up the next article. Right. And this is actually about uh, an incident that took place. This is not acknowledged in the news as much, but it's an uh, incident where high, high school students talk, uh, had a deep fake on the, the principal of the school, really essentially manipulating his words and saying he was a racist. And oh, well, let, yeah, let's read a little bit about it. High schoolers made a racist deep fake of a principal threatening black students. And it says in the deep fake videos, the principal appeared to be shouting a string of racist slurs, including calling black students monkeys before threatening a mass shooting. I mean, this is, this is, to me, this is really damaging mm -hmm. of what technology can do to us as a people. But I'm also saying how, how the media can manipulate it, how can a centralized authority can manipulate this. And what we could see, like in the past with a narrative, with the mainstream media, what narrative they brought up, the good, the good people on all sides hoax, the January 6th mm -hmm. tape, the the George Floyd footage. I mean, these were all kind of a manipulation of a truth, in a sense. And that because of that, um, they were able to change the narrative into what they saw fit. And now with the woke AI going on, now they can even change people who they don't agree with what they say or think. I mean, this this, this to me, we're talking about sci-fi dystopia. I know you're mentioning it. This is the epitome of this. Silencing voters on that. I mean... What do you think? I mean, it's it is it's not even just, you know, left wing individuals that have the capability of doing this. It's it's the fact that now you have to be wary of every single thing. Is this fake? Is this not? Because the technology has gotten really good and it's been integrated so much into our lives so fast. I mean, there was I was seeing um, uh, college lectures where 50 and 60% of the students were using ChatGPT to make their essays. And so now students aren't having to do any work and you know you can type in a few words and you can get crazy artwork now, which some of it's really cool. You can deep fake voices, deep fake videos, and you, they've become so good. I don't know if you've seen any of those hilarious videos on YouTube where it's like uh, presidents it's like Joe Biden, uh, Barack Obama, and Donald Trump, and they all—they're just doing something. They're going camping or whatever, and some of those things are, are really hilarious. Ben Shapiro is always there for some reason. I don't know why, but <laughs> but um, we now have to get really serious about the fact that this is going to open a huge Pandora's box of particularly legal troubles now, um, as we kind of sort through this mess. This is kind of like the Wild West of technology or the internet basically um, several decades ago where there was just, there was no rules, anything went and um, it's kind of going to be dangerous because there were stories of individuals um, kind of young famous streamers or whatever that were having um, deep fakes of them doing like adult content and stuff like that. 
which is going to be really scary because I mean, there's no, there's no consent for any of those activities. Uh, you just take the video and you just, you know, run it through a generator and it's done for you. It's extremely easy. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see how we navigate, particularly for this upcoming election, because we're going to see deep fakes of every famous person saying whatever racist, uh, misogynistic, um, you know, xenophobic slur you could possibly say. And, and it's just going to be filled with fake, uh, fake news of, um, of, of whoever, of Biden and who's ever going to be the Republican nominee. I mean, like you're saying, we don't know what's whether true or not. And I think that's the huge damaging thing. Also contributes to this polarization. Mm -hmm. Not only that, but also people won't even know whether they agree on something or not. I mean, there's just one point I really wanted to talk about how this can, what's going on a huge phenomenon in our country. Um, we talk about authoritarianism and totalitarianism. A lot of media talks about how, you know, actually on the right, they say the left is a lot authoritarian measures, what they did with COVID, what they did with a lot of things. But what we see, it's more of a totalitarian aspect. And I mean, I'll tell you why woke AI contributes to this. But it's totalitarian in the sense, okay, well, first it's authoritarian. The, the story about Trump and what happened to Trump and him getting arrested, that's more of an authoritarian measure. Because what they really want, on authoritarian government, all they really want to do is kind of uh, get rid of political opponents mm -hmm. and just mm -hmm. make sure the same political party stays in power. I mean, obviously, they'll get rid of some individual rights, but this is not the same as thing as totalitarianism. What is the, and when I, when I talk about totalitarianism, it's really an idea or a set of ideas, you know, an ideology. And in that ideology, they they want to know, they want to censor what you think, what you do, how you act. And they do that by implementing this ideology. And the ideology of the new left is climate change, science, uh, critical race theory, transgenderism, uh, third wave feminism, whatever you see it as in that way. But, and those who don't agree with that are deemed racist, misogynist, uh, trans, transphobes or something. Mm -hmm. But what I see that is, uh, it's indifferent. like when we're talking about the article itself and how that influences ordinary people. I mean, these are young people who are influenced that believe in these ideas. I mean, through critical race theory, these kids have learned all these ideas and now they can label anyone as racist. I mean, this is contributing to this kind of system and hence this woke AI system and this future technology is now people are going to start not even knowing the truth because there'll be a huge manipulation of people who disagree with the current ideology of the new left, mm -hmm. right? And the mm -hmm. new left wants to dictate these things and whoever doesn't perhaps lose your job. I mean, just just recently, I, I don't know if you heard about this, but I think it was it was a university in Florida, a, a, a teacher who was actually Hispanic and gay who said, he said systemic racism doesn't exist. And he got fired for that. I mean, they had to reinstate him because of legal difficulties. But, but when you see that, and all his teachers afterwards were shunning him and you know calling him a racist, whatever, and even though he was trying to have a different mindset, a different view of opinion that's different than the current uh, idea of the new left. And uh, that's what I see problematic as, is how woke I, AI contributed to that. I mean, what do you think? Um, yeah, so the interesting thing about this particular story is it's not, these kids aren't doing anything illegal, right? And so what you're saying, what you're talking about is, you know, actual instances of people saying 
fairly common, you know, universally believed things and them getting in trouble for it because of their idea. But now there's the technology available to make you say the most radical, crazy things imaginable with almost no, you know, ability to discern uh, truth from reality. And if you're a young kid now growing up, this is going to be your world now. It's going to be, is this a photo that was taken with a real camera or was this computerly generated, you know, artificially intelligent AI doing it? Is this someone's actual speech or is this a program that someone put text in and it sounds exactly like the individual? And um, it's only going to get better from here, which is, I mean, I don't know how much better our, our human eyes can only discern, you know, discern from so much. And they've already become, you know, basically impossible to, to recognize outside, you know, with the, the human eye. Um, and so it's going to really change the entire fabric of society as kids are now going to be using them in all, just like how we have used calculators now. Calculators are now a, a, a wonderful tool, but what they have done is they've made our ability to do simple math basically irrelevant now because we just use a calculator. Now, things like writing, things like art can, are all in jeopardy because uh, AI is now basically taken over those industries yeah i mean it's just interesting with that in mind like i mean you were talking about how people are becoming more and more uneducated now i mm -hmm. thought that was kind of an interesting thing you said about that because it seems like the jeopardy of that to also an extent i mean the state the state itself or any kind of control it'd be easy to control people through an educated population and for us not to discern thoughts or opinions are different than what other people saying i mean that, that's what you're necessarily doing if we can't write if we can't you know think on our own we're just going to start depending on uh the, the narrative the establishment narrative i mean i mean that's what i see trouble about this woke eye in, in this future i mean i don't know if maybe we'll we'll hampen it because i mean this seems i mean this is crazy this new technology with woke eye ai what it could do i mean just ordinary things about art just writing itself is in jeopardy i mean I don't know if they'll maybe try to have legislation to break off of it. I mean, I'm not sure what you can do. I mean, maybe, I don't know how you could legislate. Like maybe you can only do one form of, of, um, deep fake at a time, either visual or audio. And then you have to, you have to display it in like, uh, watermarks or something. I don't know how they're going to do it, but I think that was a great, uh, point to, to leave us off at. So it was an awesome discussion. I love having you around to talk politics it's was a, a very uh, uh interesting time in the news as as most of it was taken up by this whole trump drama but um there's a lot of interesting stories going on that i think uh, take our attention or should take up our attention including this ai story but uh it's always a pleasure to have you around and and enjoy uh discussing these things with you it's always great talking to you. We always have a very intense but important <laughs> conversations, and I like that we had it this time. And just for everyone, if, if you love us, subscribe or hit that uh, hit that subscribe button or give us a thumbs up. We'd really appreciate it. Always great. We're going to continue giving you great political conversations in the future to come. It's great talking to you, Cooper. Thanks, buddy.